Today's episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. What interferes with your happiness? What are some things standing in the way of being the best version of you? Mental health is incredibly important, and so many, including myself, can benefit from talking to a professional and working to dismantle those roadblocks. That's why I'm excited to talk to you guys about BetterHelp. BetterHelp knows no two people are the same and will help to assess your personal needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. These incredibly convenient appointments are in a safe and completely private online environment, and you can start chatting with your new therapist in under 24 hours. You can message with your counselor at any time and get a timely response, plus schedule weekly video or phone sessions, which means no driving to an office, no waiting rooms, and no awkward small talk. Just meaningful sessions with experts who specialize in things like depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, trauma, family conflict, LGBTQ matters, grief, and so much more. There is truly someone there for everyone. And BetterHelp is committed to finding your perfect match, which means if you and your counselor don't mesh for whatever reason, they make it easy and free to seek someone new if needed. BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional offline counseling, And with financial aid available and access worldwide, they truly make it easy for anyone to seek the help they need. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash morning cup. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. There were two more murders 15 miles away. When police arrived, they found the telephones and electricity lines. We have a... Yeah, a scene described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird morning cop of murder. Domestic violence is a serious issue and affects more people than we may ever know. And while not all domestic cases end the way today's story does, it doesn't mean they are any less serious. These cases have a knack of escalating. On May 3rd, 2010, A young girl with her life ahead of her, who was quietly dealing with her boyfriend's violent drinking binges, finally lost her battle with survival. So if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Yearly Reynolds Love, born July 17, 1987, lived in Cockeysville, Maryland, attended Notre Dame Preparatory School, where she was a member of the varsity lacrosse and field hockey teams all four years, and was the all-county lacrosse player in 2006. After high school, Yearly was admitted to the University of Virginia, where she was a political science major, Spanish minor, member of the Kappa Alpha Theta sorority, and played on their lacrosse team, the Cavaliers, where she proved her worth as a player and scored her first goal in her very first game. Around the same time Yeardley was doing all of this, George Wesley Hughley V was living his own life in Washington, D.C. Born on September 17, 1987, George attended an all-boys school in Bethesda, Maryland, was an All-American lacrosse player on top of being a talented football player and quarterback in his senior year. His life derailed slightly when, in 2007, he was charged with underage possession of alcohol while in his family's vacation home in Florida, and the following year was arrested for public drunkenness and resisting arrest outside the Phi Kappa Sigma House in Washington and Lee University, having to be tased so officers could cuff him. He was suspended and received six months probation, was fined, and ordered to do community service. 
He failed to disclose this arrest and was able to gain acceptance at the University of Virginia, where he played on the Cavaliers' men's lacrosse team. Yearly and George's paths crossed their freshman year and were seen hanging out in groups with their teammates. But by September 2010, the pair had been dating for more than two years. A relationship that was known for its extremes. George was known for his violent behavior that seemed to be triggered whenever he drank, which is why the relationship was very on again, off again. On one occasion in 2009, George brutally attacked a teammate after hearing he kissed Yeardley and in the spring of 2010 was sending threatening texts and emails to the girl he claimed to love. On May 3rd, 2010, at about 2.15 a.m., the local police were called to Yeardley's apartment after her roommate found her completely unresponsive. When she called, she assumed her friend had died from alcohol overdose. But upon inspection, police noticed the physical trauma her body had suffered from. Almost immediately, George was a suspect. Everyone who knew him knew his vicious nature. And at the time of her death, he was living just next door. He was arrested the very same day and Yeardley's family was notified of her death. She lost her life just three weeks before graduation and days before her final NCAA tournament. Now in custody, George waived his Miranda rights and told the graphic details of what happened that night. He said that he kicked open her locked door, grabbed her by the shoulders and, quote, shook her while her head repeatedly hit the wall. He then took her laptop with the intentions of destroying it and fled the apartment. Given his confession, police began speaking to witnesses and creating a long list of domestic assaults that occurred over the course of their tumultuous relationship. There was the incident with the other teammate. There was a violent fight between the two that had to be broken up by visiting lacrosse players. There was the time that George attacked Yeardley while drunk and did not recall hitting her and one particular breakup that was the result of George drunkenly assaulting Yeardley. Given these stories and evidence found at the apartment, on May 4, 2010, George Hughley was charged with Yeardley Love's first-degree murder and held in the regional jail. When he made his first court appearance, his attorney stated, Miss Love's death was not intended, but an accident with a tragic outcome, making it clear that George intended to fight for lesser charges. Instead, while waiting for a trial, prosecutors added five additional charges, felony murder, robbery of a residence, burglary, entering a house with the intent to commit a felony, and grand larceny. A grand jury indicted him in April of 2011, and a trial date was set for February 6, 2012. After deliberating for nine hours on February 22, 2012, the jury returned with a verdict of guilty of second-degree murder and grand larceny. Two hours later, they came back with the recommendation of a 26-year sentence. They later claimed that the only reason he was not charged for a heat-of-passion manslaughter was the videotape of his confession during police interrogation. After the trial, non-jurors were permitted to watch the tape, and in the 64-minute video, he claimed he only shook her a bit— and when he was informed that Yeardley was dead, he reacted in disbelief and emotionally told the officer, kill me. That video, for the jury at least, proved that the crime was not premeditated, despite the years of abuse the girl suffered. On August 30th, 2012, George was formally sentenced to just 23 years in prison. But in April of 2013, 
an appeals court granted him an appeal. According to their ruling, George's right to counsel was violated after one of his attorneys fell ill and missed a day of trial and claims that a juror should have been excluded due to doubts about their impartiality. They argued for a new trial, but on March 4th, 2014, the Court of Appeals ruled against George Hughley and affirmed his second-degree murder conviction. A new appeal was filed shortly thereafter in which they argued that George arrived at Yearly's apartment severely intoxicated with the intention of speaking to her and that she was very much so alive when he left the apartment that night. Claiming the roommate's original assumption must have been correct and that Yeardley, so drunk she could barely stand, fell to the floor from her bed and was accidentally smothered while sleeping face down on a wet pillow. That the jury was so confused by the definition of malice, which was the defining factor between second-degree murder and manslaughter, that they had to refer to a dictionary. And that the prosecution failed to disclose the Love family's imminent $30 million civil suit against George claiming he received an unfair trial as the proceedings were plagued with problems that deprived him of his constitutional rights. They believed 23 years was far too much prison time for a, quote, drunken accident. The appeals still continue. As for the lawsuit, the Love family filed it in April of 2012. In it, they claim that George was never properly punished or placed in treatment by his parents the school, or his coaches for his past issues, leaving him free to murder their daughter. The suit against the school and coaches was eventually dropped in July of 2013, and the case against George himself was continually pushed before being dropped altogether in 2018. Sharon Love, Yearly's mother, said she knew nothing about her daughter's relationship and knew very little about domestic violence in general. She has worked tirelessly in the years following her daughter's death to remedy that for not just herself, but for others as well by working with her daughter Lexi to create a foundation that focuses on scholarships for inner city lacrosse players and starting the One Love Foundation to raise awareness about domestic violence and relationship violence and to educate on the warning signs in hopes that other girls do not meet the same fate. As of right now, George Hughley is scheduled to be released on May 30th, 2030, when he is just 42 years old. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on May 4th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe.